Hey, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. I'm Nicole Baker. Today, we continue our study of spiritual gifts. If you have been following this podcast for a while, you'll know I always emphasize the Word of God. God and His Word are the same. He sent His Word to us so that we might know Him and His will for us. When listening to a podcast or a teaching, you should always ask Holy Spirit to confirm what is said and make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Jesus tells us in his word that even though he is leaving, he is sending the helper, the spirit of truth, who will guide us into all truth. The reference here is John chapter 16, verses 7 and 13. Here, he is comforting the disciples and trying to prepare them as he will leave. Jesus has not left us alone. The Holy Spirit acts on our behalf and on the behalf of Jesus and the Father. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus commanded the disciples to wait until they had received this gift before they departed to do the work of the ministry. We all need the power of Holy Spirit in our lives. There is no record of Jesus ever performing any kind of miracle or healing until the day Holy Spirit came upon him. The references here are Acts chapter 10 verse 38 and Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. The Holy Spirit is the third member of the Godhead. He is our comforter and our helper. Now let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gifts of the Spirit are listed here. There are three groups of gifts. Gifts of Revelation gifts of power, and gifts of utterance. All of the gifts are for building up, equipping, and strengthening the body of Christ. These gifts are not the same as the ministry gifts in Ephesians chapter 4. Here Paul names offices which are gifts to the church. Prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and apostles. So here in Ephesians chapter 4, the ministry gifts are people who stand in an office appointed by God. Just because someone is a pastor and functions as one in their job, doesn't actually mean they are standing in the office of pastor. Only God appoints. So is it wrong 
for someone to be a pastor in their job if God has not appointed them? No, they can still do well in their job, but as you get to know them, their predominant gift will come out. I personally know three pastors who, to me, actually function as an evangelist. Some pastors are actually teachers appointed by God, but they pastor churches as their job. I hope this is making sense to you. As you follow Holy Spirit and study, you will very easily be able to distinguish who stands in what office. Many of us have natural gifts and talents. These are not the same as gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are supernatural. Often, they flow with other gifts and function by faith as we yield to Holy Spirit. Let's talk today briefly about one of the revelation gifts, the word of knowledge. When the word of knowledge is in operation, a particular fact about a person or an area is revealed. This scares some people in the church because they think it is witchcraft. Indeed, there are counterfeits out there, but this is where your history with God comes into play. You will know by an inward witness if something is off, not right. So always be careful and test what is said. It should always line up with the Word of God. If you're still not sure, another way to test is to observe this person over time. Do they lead a godly life in accordance with scripture? Are they set apart from culture? What do they talk about? So it takes time as you grow and yield to Holy Spirit. Let me back up a little and talk about the inward witness of Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. This is the main way God leads us. It is like an inward knowing. It takes time to develop our spirit in this way. It is a journey. You have to get quiet and wait. In the natural world, people call it your conscience, but it is not the same thing. Many times, Holy Spirit will lead you to do things by faith that don't make sense. So let's get back to the word of knowledge. One of the ways this gift operates is that you will know something about a person that you have no way of knowing in the natural. It's like an inner impression. 
I'm going to read some scripture from the Amplified Bible to further bring this into more clarity. If you want to take notes, this is a great time to write these verses down. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 6. Okay, so let's locate ourselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to read the first verse and then I'm going to jump down to verse 6. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. As for myself, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming the testimony and evidence, mystery and secret of God, in lofty words of eloquence or human philosophy and wisdom. Yet, we are among full-grown, mature Christians. But it is indeed not a wisdom of this present age, or of this world, or of the leaders and rulers of this age, who are being brought to nothing, and are doomed to pass away. But rather, what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God that was once hidden from the human understanding, now being revealed to us by God. Yet to us, God has unveiled and revealed these things by and through his Spirit. The Holy Spirit searches, examines everything, the bottomless things of God. The natural, non-spiritual man will not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. For to them it is meaningless nonsense and they are incapable of knowing them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man tries, examines, tests all things, discerns and questions. Okay, so let's just end here on verse 15. There's a lot here, so let's unpack these verses. When you go back to the beginning of chapter 2, you see that Paul is right away saying, I'm not going to speak to you in lofty words, human philosophy and wisdom. Recently, I read a quote by a South African prophet that said we have enough, um, how did he put it, motivational speakers in the church. What we need is the power of Holy Spirit. This is exactly what Paul is saying. He's saying, I'm not going to come to you with eloquence and philosophy. When, but when I am among full-grown spiritual mature Christians, Holy Spirit will impart higher wisdom, things that were previously hidden. 
And he goes on to say in verse 14 that the natural man will never welcome, accept, or even admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are meaningless nonsense. And so he goes on in verse 15 to say that a spiritual man must test, examine, inquire, and discern. So for us, if we are to walk by the Spirit, even when the Spirit is in operation, we are to test the Spirit's. I know there's a lot here in chapter 2, but if you read it and study it and ask Holy Spirit to impart to your heart what he wants to get through to you, you will understand. These things take time. So, let's review. The word of knowledge deals with a fact of the present or the past. It is something that you could not know naturally. If you want a New Testament example, turn to Acts chapter 10, verse 19. Here, God supernaturally gave Cornelius knowledge about Peter. I believe the body of Christ is on the verge of a great outpouring of his spirit. And it will start with the love of the Word of God. Our anchor verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Here, we are told that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Remember, every man. There are some teachings in the church that believe The gifts of the Spirit ended with the Old Dispensation and that New Testament believers should not expect to walk in the spiritual gifts. But clearly, when we look at the New Testament, we see that Paul and many other disciples, as well as Jesus, operated in all spiritual gifts. We can reach out today to save a dying world, but it will never be done by organizational strength or the strength of thousands of people in a congregation. An Old Testament example that comes to mind is Gideon. Read Judges chapter 7 and 8 and see what God did with him. When we look around today and we see what's going on and the ramping up of the evil one's agenda, it's easy to get discouraged. We look at protests and we see large numbers and we think, what can I do? I'm just one person. But remember Moses, remember Noah, remember Gideon. God is not looking for numbers. He is looking for authentic followers whose hearts are fully surrendered to him. I pray we all have courage, like Joshua in the days to come, to move forward and possess all the Spirit has for us. Thanks for joining me today. 
Until next time, this is Nicole Baker from the King's Court Podcast.